Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to Swarfcast. Before we start, we have a quick favor to ask you. If you love the show, please rate it and write a review on your podcast app or tell somebody about it. It really makes a difference for us and we'd appreciate it. Okay, on with the show. If I purely look on the number, so how much material I have on a multi-spindle and how much I sell it for is for sure the, the highest profitable machine I have. But then you have to remember how much cost me having the structure to produce a multi-spindle and uh, the, how to say, the, um, the effort is 10 times more than to produce any other type of machine because of the complexity of the product, how many parts are made for and, and all the rest. So the fact is that you need to have this margin because if not, it's impossible to do it. This is Swarfcast. I'm Noah Graf, here with my co-host Lloyd Graf. Our guest on today's show is Michele Tayariel, an old friend of mine and co-owner of Timex ZPS, one of the world's most prominent producers of multi-spindle screw machines. Michele discussed how his family's business grew from a used machine tool dealer in Italy into a diversified multinational machine tool builder. He also recounted his career path, first working with his father in Milan, followed by a short stint in Chicago working at Graf Pinkert, and finally moving to the Czech Republic, where he became the manager of ZPS's factory. Looking for a screw machine, rotary transfer machine, or CNC machine? Graf Pinkert's got you covered. When you're buying any used machine, you're taking a risk. So it's important to buy from someone who knows their stuff and who is going to give you straight information about what you're buying. Graf Pinkert is a family-owned firm that's been dedicated to selling great machine tools to the turn parts industry for 75 years. It specializes in the top multi-spindle brands, including Index, Schutte, Gildemeister, Tornos, ZPS, Acme, and Wickman. They also sell a variety of other types of used equipment, such as CNC Swiss, CNC turning centers, and parts washers. Machine tools are complicated. If you're going to buy one, you should go to people who are knowledgeable and committed to the industry. Learn more at www.graffpinkert.com. That's www.graffpinkert.com. I am thrilled to have my longtime great friend, Mickey Tayario, on the show. Mickey is the vice president and co-owner of Timex ZPS. Many of you may know the company uh, as the builder of um, the ZPS multi-spindle, or you know they used to be called Euroturn in the United States. Uh, they make a lot of different machines, but in my experience, that's been their pride and joy, their multi-spindles. They also own Wickman. And I've known Mickey 20 years um, since he came to... Oh, yeah, it's 20 years. 20 yeah. years, yeah, like year yeah, 2000. 2000. Hmm? No, 99. 99? My 99. God. Yeah, so I was 19... And he was, he was 20... I'm 43, so I was 20, 22, yeah? Yeah. That can be good, because I came back uh, from U.S., and then I, a couple of years later, I moved here, so, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about a lot of things in this interview. I want to get some background on the company ZPS, and then I want to get your story, and then I want to get a little uh, a little technical. I want to know the scoop on your equipment. What are you what are, What are you thinking about that? Uh, I want to know more personal information. I want to know. I want to know, <laughs> know about. Uh, I agree. Work regular work is boring. So <laughs> <laughs> I want to know about uh, how your dad bought ZPS in the first place back Ooh. in when was it nineteen. 19- 98. Okay, well, we have, first we have to back up a little bit of TIMAC. What is TIMAC? When was it founded? Just give us the real brief story, and then we'll talk about getting ZPS, etc. Because this is important, how we know each other, etc. Okay, so we have to, it's a long story in that case. Uh, TIMAC. TIMAC is the name of the company. And, uh, and the origin is Tagliariol Macchine. So this was founded by grandfather, so father of my father. What was his name? Amedeo. Amedeo. Amedeo Tagliariol. Taimac Tagliariol Macchine. Um, company was originated, founded uh, Tori something. It was really active during the Second World War. And it was producing a late that was used for mechanical maintenance on, uh, on track. So it was considered a military target, it was bombed and destroyed. Really? It was bombed by Americans? Mm-hmm. During the Second World War. Okay. And, um, and then your dad and your uncle went into the business? Then uh, grandfather went on with the business, became a dealer of machine, then started to do a little bit of rebuilding, single spindle machine, uh, Tarex, uh, Index. Then father uh, joined the activity, then later uncle, because he's younger than father. Uh, they worked together for a few years, then they split. After they split, the father was already working with, uh, with ZPS as an agent, uh, let's say, for, uh, for the ZPS machine known in U.S. as Eurotorn. And so mainly you guys were specializing in multi-spindles, Schutte, yeah. Wickman, ZPS? The activity always been from grandfather till now on turning. Uh, okay. Originally was on single spindle and then evolved into, into the multis. In fact, before the acquisition of ZPS, there was the acquisition of Wickman. In the Wickman was in ninety. Yeah, I don't even remember. In ninety, probably ninety-two, ninety-three. Okay. As a first step in a, in production of of machine. Right. That was the first time you guys were making new machines as opposed to being used like us. Yeah. Use or dealer for new because the collaboration with ZPS started in. Uh, in 1991. For the first 10 years, Fador has been their agent for Italy, Germany, and US. I see. So that's and how you had the connection. T- tell me, uh, how was uh, ZPS able to build a hearth coupling machine? Was your father involved in developing the hearth coupling machine for them? No, the development they had already prior my father knew the company. Everybody, wait, hold on, time out. For, for the people that don't know what a hearth coupling is, give us the 30-second version. 
you want to have a precise, good multi-spindle, need to have heat coupling. That's everything you need to know when you go and buy a multi-spindle regarding heat coupling. Then how works the system is a, is a, uh, is an assembly done by three concentric ring that help to keep the drum of the machine always in the in the right position. And when I mean right position, we speak about a few micron movement uh, left or right. Okay. So, uh, and, and that's what we consider always being uh, one of the feature of the machine. Okay. So your dad, was your dad instrumental in developing that? No, that was developed by GPS already before. Okay. I think just a few years before. But when Fador saw the first time the machine made from from Czech, they were already using heat coupling on on I think already maybe on all of the model. Okay. And that's why that's why he appreciated the machine, the rigidity and the heat coupling. Uh huh. And, and the price and the price was also very important. Coming as a dealer, the price actually probably was the most important things. <laughs> but <laughs> right, because of course there was Czech Republic and particularly back then. And your father, be, uh, appreciating good values, uh, bought Wickman when it was basically bankrupt, and he bought ZPS, I guess, when it was in very bad financial shape. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, he like he loves opportunities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, not all of them are good, eh? so. <laughs> <laughs> What is the one of the most important things you've learned from your father? You need to love your job, especially if you do the job that uh, that you never dream of. Yeah. Because my father told me that he never dreamed about, uh, when he was young, about being in a machine tool business. Uh, I think, I remember he was telling me that he was dreaming to be a, a, a to make surgery, to make a, a chirurg. To be a doctor? A surgeon? Yeah, surgeon. But, but then you say, okay, that, that was the dream you had when you were young. Then you start your life. Uh, he didn't like to study that much, so became a surgeon, <laughs> so it was basically impossible. And then he say, then when I got involved in a, in a machine tool, because this happened, actually, father started before a garage for repairing car. And then only a few years later, he started to join the activity with uh, with father with ah, his father. Ah, so so he didn't join right away. He didn't join in the no, family. No, no, business. no. For many years, he has been repairing a car. Uh, I remember he always likes Cadillacs, doesn't he? Uh, see, well, he <laughs> then you ask him again, and he will tell you, no, no, I never say that. So <laughs> <laughs> that's the other ability of father to be a dealer. So one was you need to love your job, and the second is do it not good because of course you have to do it good, uh, but do it in a way that um, in a way that you can handle uh, in the way you like. Uh-huh. Because these are the two things you need to be able to do the same job and enjoy it for for a long time. And. How did it happen that you ended up coming to the U.S. and staying at our house? Actually, Lloyd, I was thinking about it a few months ago, and <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, I, I, well, I wait, it was remember. because it was because we were distributing Wickman in the U.S. I mean, that was part of it. Yeah, just before me coming, you you were speaking about the first uh, six twenty six. To, to import in US. 
And uh, but but I don't remember who idea was. I think it was mine actually. I think I think I, I heard it after discussion between you and my father. Yeah, I I I it just came to me one day in conversation with him, and uh, I had said, uh, well, why don't you have your son come live with us for a few weeks? For a certain period, I thought I was offered as a discount on some machine. <laughs> <laughs> and how long had you been in the business when you came over? A couple of years? A, a couple of years. Yeah. 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 I was 20, I was 22, 22 or 23. And I started 21. So, yeah. And you came over and stayed here. You meant to come for three weeks and you ended up meeting a girl and staying like three months. A bit more than three months. I think four months, maybe. It was because you liked working at Graf Pinker, not because of the girl. I think it was everything. Yeah. It was the work, working with you. The office, uh, for me, was somehow not, not similar to Time Milano, but again, it's a, it was a family atmosphere. The one in Graf Pinker was much more strong because also everybody could work very close to each other, physically close to each other. Mm -hmm. uh, but the principle is the same, family-operated activity. It was easy to, for me to approach it because somehow I knew that the, coming from Time, at the, the time was, yeah. was, a, was a small company. Uh, the city, not, not that Milano is not modern, but Chicago to Milano, skyscraper on one side and uh, a thousand-year-old building on the other side, both beautiful but very different. Uh, the lake, uh, and of course, the girl. That was the other reason. <laughs> Standing a little bit uh, uh, the time. Well, I remember it fondly. And oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. I found you uh, really very open, engaging, uh, wanting to learn, and uh, just uh, a really neat person to have around. I mean, it was interesting because you guys were, yeah, we were distributing for you, but you were sort of a competitor at the same time. It was a, but it was, it was fine. It was the competitive like a, side has been always only on, there is some machine for sale somewhere in the world and you both get the information from a different source. <laughs> it's part of the machine tool business. So. Yeah. As far as you... So you came to us and, and you stayed here a few months and then you, you went back home. One year, one year of college. Just went, I mean, you went With right into so the business. So poor result that it was better to yeah. stop and start to work. So <laughs> did your dad just say, hey, if you don't like it, no, no, not come to work. Come work. Was that kind of how it happened? He never, uh, he never pushed us too much. Uh, for university. He didn't do it himself. And um, he always told us, if you like to study and you want to do something in your life where you need to study, study. Uh, if not, important is that you will not be inactive. So you have to either study or work. Choose. Then you want to work in the company is a possibility. You, you, you can. Yeah. But never force anyone to do that. Uh, when your father bought CPS... Uh, was the intention always that you would go to check to run it? Well, what year was that he bought well, he it? He bought it in, uh, this year we celebrate 20 years. 
So it, it was bought in 2000. And I moved here uh, at the end of 2001. Okay. So my company was bought in June 2000, and I moved uh, November, November, December 2001. So a year and a half later, roughly. Yeah. And the thought was always that you would go there to it run? It came out... Um, I, I can tell you how this, my coming here came out. Uh, when we bought the company, I was here, okay. prior to our purchase, I was here only twice. So, and twice in, in 10 years. So I didn't remember even how the company looked like. And when we bought it, father needed to spend a lot of time over here. So I had to stay in Milano because he cannot be on both places. So actually, the first year that we bought the company, I was basically never here. Father was here, Mr. Exeter, if you remember, was managing for us the, uh, the, the activity for the first year. And father was going up and down from, from Milano. The experience with uh, Exeter didn't uh, end up the way we, we expected at the beginning. So I decided to, during a holiday, uh, the first of November in Italy is called uh, Tutti Santi, Saint Holiday. Uh, so it was a long weekend, and I took a few of my friends, and we went to check to have a, 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 a good weekend. And I took the occasion, <laughs> and I took the occasion to show them the company and, and walk around. During that walk, I partially realized for the first time how big it was. I had no idea how many people were there. <laughs> mm-hmm. How many people were there? But then you realize really how big is it? And <laughs> but it's a huge factory. How many people are there now? A thousand two hundred. Plus there are some other smaller activity, but the people belonging to Time Mac, it's a thousand thousand two hundred roughly. It was probably a thousand no 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 thousand four hundred thousand thousand five hundred. It was not that big. Don't confuse with the older before our purchase. The the ZPS company was a much larger. Activity because it had several plants around Czech. So there were other brands that were belonging to the same group. Um, but we took only the one over here in Inzlin. So you came on a vacation. During that vacation, uh, I, I, I was 25. And I told myself, I was single. Um, I like my job. And I say, either I come here now or when. And But more important, you understand that you cannot expect to understand the company from a thousand and a hundred kilometers away, especially when you are this big and what you need to know is that big. <laughs> and I couldn't expect father to do it. Yeah, yeah. Father for a year and a half has been going up and down, but he never wanted to be there. That, this I knew it. That's why he chose Exeter. Uh, so I say everything match. For me, it's an opportunity. I love the city the first day I came here. The first day I came, I say, this is a city where I'd be happy to live. Mm-hmm. N- not everything in the city was good, <laughs> don't get me wrong. But it was so different, so and so, so simple, the city, that uh, it makes you feel comfortable immediately. Um, yeah. So I came back from the holiday. It was a three-day holiday, four-day holiday. And I say to parents that um, if they didn't have nothing against that, I'll take the luggage and go to Zlin. They say, okay. So I made the luggage and came to Zlin. We already had a flat, so I, I, I didn't have to look for a, 
I didn't have to look forward to work. I didn't have to look forward to live. So you need a, a credit card and, a, and, and clothes and you can go. So. Listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode of Swarfcast? Or is your company interested in advertising on the Swarfcast podcast? If so, please send us an email at swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. That's swarfcastpodcast at gmail.com. But you weren't going to lead the company then, were you, at 25? No, you were there to learn the company. Exeter was still here when I arrived, but I arrived the same day as the new general manager that father hired to, for, for, uh, for replacement of, of, of Exeter. And that was the other reason why I say, is this the good time to come? Because we, the general manager was going to start uh, in, in the following week. Uh, and I say, I think it's the best if I stay here when he is here. So I start to learn from him, understand him. Mm-hmm. Also, that one didn't work out that good because was he Czech or? Yeah, I was a Czech. It was an extremely skilled manager. Uh, you could see how he was. Uh, he already had experience, long time in managing another large size company here in Czech. So for him, he was um, pretty natural uh, to take care of it. Um, but then I didn't. I never established with him such a good, uh, good right. relation. So after a year and a half, again. Um, I told to father that I would prefer to, to go on trying to run in the activity alone. Right. And it was, you know, it's a whole different culture. Like, and you have to remember, I guess this was 10 years after the fall of the wall. So that's probably been an interesting transition, changing the mentality, right? I think the shock for the country was the first few years. But in 2000 was, let's say, the phase two of uh, uh, of the revolution uh, the first 10 year uh, all the country changed and then you slowly start to really integrate uh, into Europe at the end because at the end was integration into Europe how long did it take you to feel like you were comfortable in leading the company well I've been there 19 years so I will say 19 years <laughs> <laughs> you know I don't think I'm good leader of the no not leader um i don't think i'm a good manager but i think i'm a pretty decent owner interesting the difference between really the, for me there is a huge difference between managing something that is your and you know why you do it and uh, and managing something that is from someone else mm-hmm. but as a manager strictly as a manager i'm i don't think i'm that exceptional or <laughs> <laughs> I don't do any disaster, but, uh, <laughs> but I know many other much more skilled than me, especially on an economy type, economy part of the company, financial. <laughs> My knowledge is zero accounting, accountability. Uh, I know nothing about that. But if you speak about a multi-spindle, then I can speak about a multi-spindle. And what about your language skills? Right. I mean, how is your check nowadays? Ooh, well, it got much better. I would to say after so many years, it got much better. Uh, the grammatic still, I don't know the grammatic. <laughs> I, I, I never studied that. If you don't know study that, it's like Latin. Uh, th- there's no way to learn it by simply by even living here. 
I decided many years ago that I was very bad in Latin also, so why not to be very bad also in Czech? And uh, I will never learn the grammatic. But speaking, I would say today, no problem. So your meetings are held in Czech? Mm-hmm. Let's say if I have a very high important meeting, then I prefer still to do it in English. But for an everyday meeting uh, in Czech, yeah. I supply or come, I speak in Czech. Uh, if it's a Czech customer, I usually speak in Czech. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe if I'm with a bank and we have to speak about uh, part of the contract, then I say, okay, explain me in English because I want to be sure what, I, what I'm signing. So what are the machines you guys make in Zlin? Is all, all the machines that ZPS sells are made in Zlin? Okay, so you have the Manurin, the Swiss machine. Um, yeah, let's say that in the Timer Group, the only product that we don't produce in Czech is the BLT barloader, cookie barloader. Ah, uh, yeah. And part of the Wickman product that are done in UK, so what they call the Wickman CNC, and uh, that are still produced in, 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 UK, in Coventry. Okay. All the rest is done in Zlin partially in Timex ZPS or in ZPS Geo, the rebuilding of the machine, for example, but okay. in Inslin. In Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I remember you telling me that one of the best products for as far as profit for you guys isn't the multi-spindles, it's the horizontal machining centers? Mm-mm, no, you remember wrong. No, no, the more, prof- the more profitable. It's even difficult to really say what is more profitable. If I purely look on the number, so how much material I have on a multi-spindle and how much I sell it for, is for sure the, the highest profitable machine I have. Oh, okay. But then you have to remember how much cost me having the structure to produce a multi-spindle and uh, the, how to say, the, um, the effort is 10 times more than to produce any other type of machine because of the complexity of the product, how many parts are made for, and, yeah. and all the rest. So the fact is that you need to have this margin because if not, it's impossible to, uh, to, to do it. What are all the machines you guys produce? Then we produce uh, the sliding head machine, the manual line, mm-hmm. uh, manual that we bought 2006, so six years after uh, the purchasing of, uh, of ZPS. Uh, then we produced the, the original ZPS machining center, a vertical, horizontal machine, a multipurpose machine, and gantry uh, bed mill machine. So the product range is actually quite large if I include all the products. Yeah, yeah. On top of this, we still work for, uh, as OEM, for a Negrebossi company, that is an Italian producer of uh, plastic injection machine. It's a small part of our activity, but uh, we do also that. Uh, and then the foundry that, beside producing the casting for us, produce casting for many other, mostly machine tools. Right. It's one of the, I mean, there aren't that many foundries, I mean... Are there any foundries nearby in Italy or in Czech or is it? Yeah, there, there, no, there is other foundry, but uh, we are one of the few machine tool builders with their own foundry. Yeah, this, one yeah. is, this one is uncommon. Or a little bit anachronistic. I mean, today, if you want to build machine, you don't need uh, to start with a foundry. <laughs> At that time, they had to make also the casting, so you had to do everything. And, uh, and for all of this product, we produce everything ourselves. 
So Interesting. casting and every other uh, metallic part of the machine, including a sheet metal cover, door, uh, electrical cabinet, uh, the cabinet itself and the electrical assembly. So everything. Do you think that's pretty rare? Yeah. Like you think Tornos or Shitta or Index, do they outsource lots of their parts? I see, see, see. That's what I would think. Uh, again, if I include, well, we have the full uh, line from from raw material to, 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 to absolutely everything. This is very, very uncommon. Uh, then many builder has their own machine shop. They machine the parts and they do the assemble, but including the foundry, not many. And in the future, it would be less and less. And what do you what do you think? Is this a good model? <sighs> Has not been good in the last twenty years. The the trend was, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Buy everything, assemble everything, uh, minimize the cost you have and the investment, uh, and, uh, and optimize on uh, the design uh, and and the sales structure. Uh, yeah, then you start to forget about the, how to make the product and how good has to be the product. So I think the way we do it guarantee a better product. Interesting. But it's not economically the best way to do it. On the next episode of Swarfcast. India, beautiful country. <laughs> beautiful food. <laughs> uh, incredible industry. Again, India has a different problem. A price of a multi-spindle, unless it's a user rebuilt, is out of question for 95% of the companies. It's coming, it's growing, but it's growing at very low speed compared to China, for example. But I have to say the Indian knowledge of multi-spindle is quite high. There is several companies with multi-spindle machine and they, and they really know how to run them.